Greetings, my fellow Romans. Or at least those who are reading Romans with me anyway. Glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in to The Lord of the Storm, your daily Bible reading podcast where we read a chapter of the New Testament and spend a few minutes talking about what we've read. I'm Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend. Today, we find ourselves in Romans chapter 6, where you can join me in your Bible. As always, I'm reading from the easy-to-understand-and-read Bible that I've put together and have for sale on Amazon.com, an ebook, hardbound, and as an audiobook as well. Are you a slave? Are you dead? Are you free? Are you alive? The answer to all four is yes. Let's ask God to help us understand our position and condition. Father, as we come before your word today, open our eyes so we can see who and what we are and whose we are. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Should we continue to sin so that grace will increase? No, may it never be. How could we who died to sin live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all we who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried with him through the baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will also be part of his resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin would be done away with and we would no longer be in bondage to sin. For those who die have been freed from sin. But if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has rule over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin one time. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So consider yourselves also dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. So do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you would obey its lusts. And do not use any part of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as alive from the dead, and your body parts as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin will not have authority over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? No, may it never be. Don't you know that when you present yourselves as servants and obey someone, you are the servants of whomever you obey? whether it be sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God, that though you used to be servants of sin, you became obedient from the heart to the teaching which you were given. You have been made free from sin and have become servants of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh, for as you presented your bodies as servants to sin and to wickedness upon wickedness, even so now, present your bodies as servants to righteousness for sanctification. For when you were servants of sin, you had no righteousness. What good did the things of which you are now ashamed of do you? For the end of those things is death. But now, since you are free from sin and have become servants of God, you have your fruit of sanctification, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul is playing the devil's advocate, so to speak, in this chapter. There were apparently some early believers who thought, God loves sinners and forgives them. So, I'll be a sinner and get forgiven. After all, Jesus' blood sets me free. 
I read about this monk named Rasputin who taught that people who sin more, they get more grace. So he wrongly thought that by going out and sinning, he'd enjoy more of God's forgiveness. Unfortunately for him, he left out one important fact. Forgiveness requires repentance. To repent from sins means to turn away from them. You must genuinely be remorseful for what you've done. It's an understanding that you broke God's law and Jesus was stripped, humiliated, beaten, hung on a cross as a criminal, and died a brutal, painful death because of your actions. It's the knowledge that without Jesus stepping in, that punishment is what you deserve. Repentance must be part of the equation for grace to come in. If you truly are sorry for your evil actions and repent, then you wouldn't willfully do them again and treat it as if it meant nothing. In Hebrews 6, 4-6, the author tells us, For those who were once enlightened and tasted of the heavenly gift and were made participants of the Holy Spirit and tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then fell away, it's impossible to bring them again to repentance since they crucify the Son of God again and subject him to public shame. What Paul is saying in this chapter is that if you live like this, you're treating Jesus' punishment as a means to get what your sinful self wants, regardless of what it does to him. Now, that's not to say that every time we sin, we're treating Jesus' death as nothing. But when you really love someone, you don't want to hurt, disappoint, sadden them. You want to do things that show them your love. And when you do something that hurts them, you're sorry for it. And you want to make your relationship with them right again. It's similar in our life in Christ. We may still sin, but we don't purposely go out and keep doing it habitually without truly repenting. If we're living that way, we don't really have an understanding of God's forgiveness in our lives. After we are forgiven our sins, we are free from our sin nature. We have a new life in Christ. Our old sinful way of life is dead, crucified with Jesus on the cross. We are now dead to sin and alive to Christ and servants or willing slaves, if you will, of him. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you have made a way for us to have a relationship with you. Jesus, forgive us for the times when we have sinned and treated your death with contempt. May we always quickly repent when we have sinned and help us to quit whatever evil action we have done. We know it is only by the power of you, Holy Spirit, that we are able to live our new lives in Christ. So guide us and correct us, we pray, so we may have a fulfilling relationship with you, God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. That's another chapter in the books, but we've still got a lot of ground to cover, and I know the Lord isn't done speaking to us yet. So come back tomorrow, and let's hear what else he has to say. Thanks for listening today. God bless.